Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty. My name is James Chen. You are here at twitch.tv slash jchenzor. Welcome. And how's everybody going? And uh, I fucked up yesterday. <laughs> Let's just start that right here because what we're going to talk about today here is um, the Street Fighter V netcode update yesterday the debacle that happened yesterday so here it's not it's you know youtube i'm i mark my videos not made for kids i make it not made for kids uh look obviously uh what happened yesterday was capcom took the servers down they brought it back up uh, people started trying it out because uh, a tweet f from last week, Ono said that next week we'll have an update for the netcode. And then th this happened and uh, SF5 server tweeted that they're going down. Here's the backup. And then everybody's like, cool. Did they fix the netcode? Did they fix the netcode? And uh, immediately what everyone discovered was they couldn't launch their Street Fighter V anymore if they were using... Uh, the Altimore patch or the uh, the other one, the Fluffy Peach patch? I'm not sure. What was it? Fluffy something patch? Uh, the Fluffy patch. If they were using either of the patches, they couldn't launch it anymore because the files needed to be verified now. You could easily bring them back using Steam. Fluffy Sheep, that's what it was. Um, so basically, uh, the initial reaction... Hey, shout outs to... We've got a level 3 hype train emote. Cool. Uh, but the immediate thing was that people discovered they couldn't use the patches anymore so you know this was one of the things that you know people were kind of expecting like i kind of expected that eventually they would make these files not work because of the fact that it does ruin the pc ps4 crossplay situation so people don't would have wanted to get rid of these mods right because there were a lot of people out there who are using the mods not in good faith playing against people specifically to saddle them with all the rollback to get easy victories that way. Obviously these people are not playing for fun or they have no motives to actually get legitimately better. They just wanted to be trolls. There are griefers out there and I totally get that. However, what everybody was hoping was that if that patch came out and got rid of those uh, fan mods that improved the netcode and I've used the Altimore patch and trust me, it was significantly better. It was significantly better than it was before. You know, if they got rid of that, then they would also fix the netcode themselves and what happened was that as we were on the tuesday show when that patch dropped and the server came back up and everything went live again and uh immediately people started testing it and the first few comments were like it's the same nothing's changed then everyone was telling us that Brian F. was playing and still running into a bunch of problems and Brian F. was getting mad that nothing changed Prototype then put out a video of the teleporting still happening over there and uh, a lot of negative reactions came in and uh, that immediately caused myself and I'm not going to speak for David but I'm just saying myself and David both of us it, it gave us reason to believe that all the patch did was kill the fan mods. So we couldn't use them anymore and didn't improve the netcode. And a lot of people were actually saying that, right? And, uh, man, let me tell you, uh, 
as a person who has been, you know, playing the game for over four years now, has been hoping for a netcode fix forever, when you get that kind of news that they killed the fan mod that actually made the game playable online and then they didn't do anything else, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a snap reaction on my part. Was it an overreaction? I don't think it was an overreaction because I think that's the appropriate reaction had the information been true. But there was definitely, it did not look good. It did not look good and I was very upset. I was visibly upset and to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> I was probably pretty restrained from the things that I actually really, really wanted to say. <laughs> on the stream yesterday but uh needless to say a lot of it did come out and i was still very upset and i was angry and you know there was a lot of proclamations of the death of street fighter 5 and stuff like that because honestly if they didn't fix anything like i said that's death to the community right um so here's the thing though right i mean why did this happen? Why did this happen? And, and, and again, I admit that I definitely reacted too fast. I should have waited to see what people said. I was a little, like I said, I was not even a little. I was very upset. And so um, I probably should have waited more to gather more information and stuff. The initial reports, the initial accounts weren't great. Uh, there was already videos, examples of teleportation and stuff, and it just didn't look good. Now, we should have waited a little bit more outside of just, uh, you know, 20 minutes instant reaction and stuff like that. And a lot of people started talking about it. I started seeing tweets from everybody saying, I can't believe they didn't do anything. People said that the DLL wasn't any different than the previous DLL, that when that Altimore modded. But in fact, the change actually happened to the EXE file, not the DLL. So right away, people were saying the DLL was the same as before. So that was kind of like a feeling like it was the exact same thing, right? That, that the netcode wasn't fixed because that's where Altimore's fix was. Um, again, I don't know if that was false. Maybe the DLLs are different, but... Uh, a lot of information came out that really led us to believe that that was, in the, that was the situation, that all they did was ban the patches and that was it. And again, uh, mea culpa for, for reacting too quickly and for declaring death to Street Fighter V a little too quickly and everything like that. And again, people know this is a game that I've been supporting for a while and, you know, uh, for the past few years, people have accused me for, you know, being a favorite to the game, you know, for, for only loyalty purposes and stuff like that, right? Um, to be honest with you, one of the interesting things was the amount of people coming out and kind of defending Capcom and getting mad at the people who did get mad too fast. It's actually kind of refreshing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm gonna see the silver lining on this. So all the people that came out like yelling at me and everything like that and, and yelling at everybody, I kind of was happy to see that. I actually was kind of happy to see that because, you know, I, I really feel like um, it's really given us an idea that, you know, there are a lot of people out there who really just enjoy Street Fighter V right now. You know, all these, uh, the, the, these guys really enjoy the game and they want to keep playing and they're upset 
that there is all this negativity surrounding it. So, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Um, someone mentioned this uh, right before I started the Chen reaction in chat, you know, and I, and I really want to get into this, right? So why did this happen? Why did this actually happen? And 81 Malice kind of already has the answer in there in the chat. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Maximilian dude sitting here in the chat too. You know, we were all people that, uh, that tweeted about it and everything like that and, and were really upset. Uh, the misinformation uh, Bow Girl Blurg is right was spread at an alarming rate. So here's the thing though. Why did it happen, right? Why did it happen? Well, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of causes to this, right? There's a lot of things that could, that led up to this. Least of all, which is that, you know, Street Fighter V has already had a pretty sordid history, right? The game came out, didn't have a particularly strong launch. You know, they all their information kept getting leaked. They released an update to fix a problem that accidentally included a rootkit. Uh, ono has been in an interview before saying that the netcode was improved, you know, previous to this patch when the netcode hadn't changed at all pretty much and everything. So there's just this giant history of it seeming like Capcom making the wrong choice of Street Fighter V in particular, I should say, the fighting game division making the wrong choice. In fact, I even saw one person on Twitter saying, it's amazing how often every time Capcom has the opportunity to do something that they clearly always make the incorrect choice, like the exact opposite correct choice. Of course, that was based on the misinformation again. But again, what happens is that this level of distrust has led to these kind of uh, snap reactions, right? Like, it's just so easy to believe that they didn't do anything to the netcode and that they just made the worst decision possible. It's, it's so... Like, it's so easy to come to those conclusions because it's so believable. Even though I have said beforehand that if that's what Capcom did, I would be completely incredulous. And I was like, I couldn't imagine them doing that. And yet when it happened, I was so ready to believe it already because of all the stuff that has happened before. And, and that's a problem, right? So uh, a lot of, I mean, again, this is not like... Uh, any sort of blame on anybody else. This is just a result of what's happened the past four years. We've had bad netcode for four years, right? We've asked them to fix it. They never fixed it. Finally, a patch comes out, and then, you know, the idea that Capcom would kill the mods and not fix it because they haven't fixed it for four years after a couple of other mistakes is just so ridiculously believable at this point in time that I think everybody just kind of jumped on it. I think everybody just jumped on it was like, like as soon as we found out that it might have been our worst fears, I think most of us wanted to just be like, yep, worst fears, and then just let it all out because it's like we didn't want to have that hope that maybe it was fixed because every time we try to give ourselves hope, it's never fulfilled, right? So that, I think, definitely, at least from my point of view, that's kind of how it was for me. As soon as I started hearing people say it was bad, I just, it's just like, 
like, yes, 100% I should have been like, wait, no, let's test it out. Maybe it has improved. But at that point in time, did I want to do that to myself anymore? <laughs> Did I did I did I really want to set myself up for that kind of uh, disappointment again, right? I just wanted to accept the disappointment right there, right then, and be mad. But exact. But the problem is that that was an emotional reaction. I should not have done that. I should have been a little bit better about that. But it's tough. But however. I'm not going to put the entire blame on my side or on Twitter's side or on all this, on people, you know, talking about it on and mob mentality and all this stuff like this. There definitely is one aspect of feedback that we have to give Capcom and they have to listen to this right now. And this is absolutely serious here. They need to improve their communication okay I, I, I when they announced the patch even before the server had come back on the show I said to myself why do we have to speculate what the server is going down for why aren't they just literally telling us what the update is going to be one of the reasons why it was so easy to assume nobody did anything to the netcode is because no one said they were going to. And when nobody talks about it, it definitely feels like a sweeping under the rug kind of thing. Like, here's a fix. Right? But, like, if they just actually talk to us... A little bit yeah the, the thing is it came out afterwards right I mean like literally there was one vague tweet that had like three interpretations from Ono saying we will address the net code next week they didn't say we think we've improved the net code we're gonna roll out a fix next week to see if your experience has improved they said we've had an update to it then immediately well not immediately a few minutes like maybe 20 minutes after the server went back up Ono finally tweeted out like hey let us know how the net code is but that's it like can we get like some sort of details on there right like all we needed about was all we needed from them was hey look we've we're rolling out a patch that's gonna prevent people from modding the game to ruin some players experience for crossplay right like you say that and th everybody knows exactly what that means without having to mention what that mod did Right? If you phrase it like, hey, part of this rollout is going to prevent people from using customized code to ruin the experience for cross-play between PC and PS4. All of us already know what that means without having to make it sound like that they're trying to do something bad or something like that, right? And then they say, and we're also rolling out some updates to the netcode that we hope will improve your gameplay please give us feedback with the stuff that you experience to sfv server right if that came out 
before the upgrade or right as soon as the server went live again, there wouldn't have to be much question. And in fact, would we even still be confident that anything happened or would we all still be sitting here going, is this placebo? What is going on? If Tool Assisted hadn't done a literal mod on the, on the files to actually see to see that something actually changed. It wasn't until Tool Assisted posted that out that I think anybody had any concrete belief that anything happened, right? And that's, that's like the, 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 the most troubling part. That's the most troubling part, right? And you know, I'm curious, a Texman says, I'm a Tekken fan and I wish they would do what Capcom is doing. I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, Catalyst says, I still think the incompatibility of the mods comes from the changes to the netcode, not a blocked aim specifically added, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, yeah, look, and that's the thing, right? Capcom can't communicate, but there's Capcom US, right? Capcom US exists, and they probably want to comment on this stuff. They probably want to talk about it, but I have the funny feeling maybe that they're just told not to. When the LCQ wasn't going to be streamed at Capcom Cup, it was Bizarro Mike who came out and actually posted a tweet about that, right? It wasn't any sort of official Capcom account. And I just wonder, you know, they're, they're terrified or something, or just the, the concept of communication really is hard for an old school company like Japan. What they do have to real I mean, like when Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out, they really didn't believe anybody would be able to data mine the discs to find out if there was DLC already on disc, right? What I think they have to realize now is that people are ridiculous now. The human being is ridiculous. We can figure out anything as long as it's a computer and as long as it's digital. People can figure out so much stuff. And so what people have to realize that in this day of communication, it's not about necessarily trying to save face or, 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 you know, trying not to admit faults because the problem is you can't hide it anymore. It's all just right there. And we really need to get at least the Japanese branch of Capcom to understand that communication is such a key thing, right? I mean, when Leroy started dominating Street Fighter, uh, Tekken 7, Michael Murray already was tweeting out. He's like, oh, look, I'm sorry, whatever. And then that first patch came out and minorly nerfed Leroy. And Michael Murray was like, this is not it. We've got more. And then when the next patch came out, he's like, here's the official Leroy normalizing patch. Like, Michael Murray has been doing a really good job trying to communicate with people. Um, it's, it's, it's like, I, I just feel like that they need to learn and understand that. And it's... It's very tough. It's very tough that uh, uh, with Tekken, I mean, I wish they would try to implement rollback. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course, Texman. Dude, we all want that. <laughs> uh, do you think Street Fighter V needs a filter connection? Probably, although uh, it's not too hard just to set the, accept the, the, the connection to ask, and then you can just check it a little bit manual. You have to do a little bit uh, manual there. But... Um, and, that, and that's the thing, Suzumiya Haruki, that's the tough part. 
Pretty clear that Capcom JP will never under any circumstances admit fault. There could be new losing face with them. It is a private company, right? So there's a lot of old school mentality. It's still family owned. Capcom is one of the last family owned video game, major video game companies in Japan. If my information, if I recall my information correctly, okay? That's, that's what I think is, is happening. Mm. Don't worry, tap to GG. I, I definitely will. But um, that's just the thing, right? If we can just get to the point where we have that communication, right? Just, just have this open communication. And like I said, you can spin it. You can spin the words. But if you know how to spin it so that the people who are in the know understand the spin, like if you said this update includes a way to prevent people from using customized code to have an advantage over PS4 players in cross-platform gaming. Like, when you say it that way, for people who have no idea what's going on, they'll be like, oh, I guess somebody has a cheater patch out there that they've been using, like happens to every game, like Call of Duty and Fortnite and, and, and PUBG, etc., etc., right? Then they'll just think, oh, okay, they're fixing that. But everybody who's in the know will read that and be like, oh, they've banned the Altimore patch. They've banned the Fluffy Sheep patch, right? Like, and then we're all already cognizant of that feature. But that's the immediate obvious thing that came from the change. And the netcode improvement is not the immediate thing. So it feels like a negative right away from the get-go. But if this information was given to us right from the start, I think it would be better. Now, again, because not just because I'm talking about all this doesn't mean that I am absolving myself from any sort of wrongdoing or anything like that. Like I said, probably shouldn't have reacted that way. I've explained why I reacted that way. Uh, I, I've explained why I had a little bit too quick of a reaction to that. But at the same time, uh, it, it, there's a lot of problems that can be fixed on multiple sides. I will try to do my best to not react that quickly to things like that and to make sure that we have actual proof before, you know, I get frustrated. But I mean, the show was live. I didn't have a chance to sit there and think about constructing a tweet properly. You know, it just, it's, that's just the way it was. And like I said, the first bits of information we got were all super negative. So it's hard not to be frustrated. <laughs> but at the same time, if we had gotten communication, I don't think any of this would have really gone down the way that it did. So, uh, I, I, uh, so uh, again, uh, just to summarize TLDR, the patch, right? So what the patch does here now is it takes the quality of the connection. This is my understanding of it. Okay. I, I am a programmer, but I don't know net code very well. So, uh, my understanding of what they did was, they'll evaluate your ping and based on the ping, if your ping is really good, it will try to re-sync your games more often. Max frames uh, before sync, basically. It will lower the number. What that means is that it will try to switch both games to a reality situation more often. So the rollbacks won't be as far they'll be shorter and they'll happen more frequently, okay? That's uh, the idea with a better ping. If you have a bad ping, 
it's gonna be just kind of like how it was before. Now, when I say sinking to reality, that is sinking to uh, not each other, but to what the game knows is the actual state, right? So here's the thing. What it means by sinking to reality is it'll do this game, and if the other guy is, uh, if it loses input from the other guy, what it'll do is go, oh, shoot, I got his inputs now. These are his actual inputs. Let me figure out what really happened with the game. So this is the last time I synced it. So I'm going to go back to this in save state, play out the inputs that they input with my inputs exactly as they would have occurred in real time, and then warp the state of the game instantly in a frame to the actual result, which is why sometimes you'll see someone get hit and then block all of a sudden. So they didn't detect the opponent held back, so they get hit, but then when they do the calculation to sync to reality, they'll find out that the opponent did hold back. So the character will go pat, and then all of a sudden they'll be blocking. So that'll happen more quickly and it'll happen more frequently, right? So the rollbacks won't be as bad and they'll happen a lot less. I mean, it'll happen quicker. So you might actually not see it as bad, but that's because the ping is good. So they have the information to be able to send back and forth quicker, right? Now, here's the problem with that is that uh, what it's not doing is syncing the player's uh, clocks together. One of the biggest bugs in Street Fighter V's netcode is that one player can think it's at time A and the other player is running at time A minus N, right? So they're desynced. So what happens is that one player is always catching up. The one player is always catching up, right? They're like, oh, wait, oh, here's actually his results. Here's actually his results. Here's actually the results. Here's actually the results. So even though it's happened more frequently, this is happening as opposed to as opposed to uh okay reset the state uh okay reset the state now it's just reset 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 but the problem is the other person is still back so the one-sided rollback the one-sided problem is still happening right so that was the one thing that altimore's patch tried to fix that the other one isn't doing as far as i can tell from everything that i've read that's what that's the thing missing from this, right? They've improved some stuff, and it is better. So if you have a good connection, your matches are better. And maybe the rollbacks aren't nearly as disruptive, but uh, they still haven't fixed the, 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 the two players having their clock matched. And uh, that causes the one-side rollback, and we've definitely seen video evidence of that happening. And uh, they can fix the problem because that's what Altimore did, right? He actually fixed the problem. Now, of course, there was a, definitely a lot of bugs that came with Altimore's patch. And it definitely ruined some connections that used to be playable, right? The majority of the connections were improved, but some of them were made worse. So you don't want to roll that out necessarily without doing a bunch of tests or figuring out ways to fix the bad matchups, the bad matches and everything. Again, if that's what Capcom is doing, communication would be great. Hey, we've rolled out this preemptive fixed based off of what Altimore did. Now we'll test out the rest of it and try to, like if they communicated with us, that would be kind of cool, right? Now, 
Yeah, they didn't fix only the PC side, Mech Shen. That's, that's not the way that you want to perceive it. The reason why he only fixed the PC side of things is because the PC is the only version you could replace the DLL on. Technically, the fix would have worked on every version. It's just you can't update the PS4 version because the PS4 is a closed box. You don't have access to any of the files that are on the console. He, put the, he made a fix that would fix everything. If Capcom implemented that fix and then put that also into the PS4 code, it would have worked for everybody. It's not that Altimore's code only worked on PC. It works everywhere. It's just you can't modify the files on the PS4. So, in other words, it's a fix for everything. So if Capcom took it as was and pushed it to both platforms, it would fix cross-platform play. It wouldn't still be desynced and ruined PS4 play, right? That's, that's one thing we actually want to get, uh, I, I want to set clear. It would have fixed both sides and the cross-platform would have worked just fine. It's just that PCs are hackable, consoles are not, right? That's the way it works. So, um, they, uh, Capcom did not implement the clock syncing between the two players. So we still have one-sided rollback. So and so what I've heard from a lot of people now is that a lot of people have been having a much better experience. A lot of people have been having a significantly worse experience. Some people are saying they can't tell the difference at all, that it feels exactly the same as it was before. Uh, I would say most people have probably said that they've noticed a little bit of an improvement, but the thing about it is most people who have also played the Altimore patch have said that it's not as good as the fan mods, but it's still an improvement. And as players of the game, an improvement is an improvement. I mean, look, I know it's optimistic to say we should be happy about the improvements. Do we want to demand more out of them, especially after four years, especially when someone else has a fix that does fix the clock sync issue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, what we should probably do is try to give them the feedback to SFV server on Twitter in as nice of a way as possible instead of flaming everybody on Twitter as we generally do. So, um, uh, so, uh, Altimore's patch up the CPU usage and the PS4 doesn't have a lot of headroom. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could probably do to tweak that a little bit. Don't make it as frequent. Don't make it check every single frame. Like the difference of CPU processing of doing something every single frame and every other frame or every third frame is actually, uh, is actually, you know, pretty good, pretty decent. So, um, but the thing about it is though that it's still not what we wanted, right? It's still not to the degree that we want. And again, like I said, it actually makes me happy to see a lot of people, you know, talking about it, getting mad at the people with the snap reactions from yesterday and everything like that, because it just means that there are that many people who are enjoying the game who really want to play it right now, because the game is in a great state. I've been saying that for a while now. I think season five, Street Fighter V is 
probably some of the most fun that I've had with a fighting game in a long time, and I'm really enjoying it. I like the new characters, etc., etc. There's a lot of people out there that want to enjoy the game. The anger and the frustration from a lot of us, I think, comes from just more that we want to play the game in the most enjoyable way uh, possible. Yes, so like Bold Girl says, it's a step in the right direction. We need to let them know that it's not enough. That just because they made it better doesn't mean that we're ready to sit on our laurels and be happy now. We want this to be the best experience possible. Uh, yes, this can be done in 3D games. KI does it, MK11 does it, Punch Planet does it. A lot of games do this with 3D graphics. And plus, this game was designed from the ground up with rollback in mind. It can be made into an amazing experience if they just take the time in my opinion if they just are willing to do that and you know someone had a tweet earlier based off of the false information of course but someone had a tweet that basically said you know they don't want to spend a big chunk of money to fix this but you know by not fixing it they're gonna lose a lot of money right and regardless of if it's a slight improvement or a giant I mean or no improvement slight improvement isn't good enough and I think a lot of people will agree on that a lot of people do want better and uh, I, I like they need to implement this because not only that if they implement it and they figure out how to make it work that's just information and knowledge for them in Street Fighter 6 it's not wasted effort right you develop this you figure out the bugs here and even if you don't use the same library if you go and try to recode it again for Street Fighter 6 or for whatever new fighting game you're coming out with uh, new Capcom versus game no I'm just kidding uh, regardless of what when you find the bugs that's experience that's information you can take into the next game right it's not wasted effort I think Capcom should allocate the budget to it. However, I also know it's not that easy to just be like, hey, yo, Capcom Prez, give me some money to do this. And the Capcom Prez is like, yo, here, I got fat stacks for you. You know, that's not, that's not how companies work, right? They gotta convince them, they've gotta talk to them, they gotta have a way to convince them. But if that's kind of the convincing that needs to be done, I think that's a good way to put it, is that this information that they figure out will help Street Fighter VI in the future and that's why it's worth investing in it it'll make sure street fighter 6 is a more solid product with proper rollback netcode on release and if that can happen the amount of fan appreciation will just be like ridiculous i think that people would be so happy to see something like that and i think that's how you convince them to let you do it so there you go <laughs> But uh, that's all I'm going to say for now on this topic here. Again, uh, faults on all sides. Again, I apologize myself personally for reacting a little too quickly. But at the same time, we do need, we do need and should expect better communication from Capcom in the future. So, uh, but that's, the, that's it for this Chen reaction section. I'm going to do a Q&A where I'm going to answer your questions in chat talk to you guys about stuff we can talk a lot more about this uh, I'll probably do that for maybe like 20 minutes or something like that and then I'm gonna actually go and play online on the PS4 and experience uh, to see if the improvement uh, if I can sense the improvement again uh, in this stream I never said 
quantitatively whether it has improved or not because I haven't tried it myself yet so I'm gonna try it after the Q&A section but if you guys are watching this on YouTube you know uh, like subscribe um, and uh, make sure you continue subscribing to youtube.com slash TV. If you guys are here on Twitch and you are appreciating uh, the content, the, the, the candid discussions and everything, and just, you know, talking about how things work and just, you know, really kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what exactly happened yesterday, give me a follow here on Twitch. As you can see right here, I've got a sub goal to get to 250. I'm almost 60% of the way there. Uh, I've got 131 days to go. If you guys want to subscribe, use your Amazon Prime account, etc., etc., would be greatly appreciated. Or bits, gift subs, donations, those kind of things also help as well. But thank you guys for tuning in. But like I said, if you're here on Twitch, the discussion is not over yet. We will be back with Ask Jay Chenzor right after this. Thanks, guys. And, uh, oh, shout-outs to Kite Music. Oh, dang, Maximilian, dude. Holy crap. Holy crap, Maximilian, dude. With the... Wow! With the 20 gift subs. Holy sh... Oh, shit. Oh, God, wow. Thank you, Max. Gee, well, then, you know what? Maximilian... 20 subs, 20 gift subs here. Maximilian deserves the biggest suck my nuts, Maximilian, that I could possibly give. <laughs> suck my nuts, Maximilian. Wow, thank you. And uh, shout outs to Kite Music, Hostia, Sora. NDSCX, Gates TV, Second Gamma, Optosi, Critical 419, Sanguine Hearts, Ishan, Beyond Two Bulls, Yuki Berry, Makix, RV, Speak of the Devil, Man of Peerless My 84, PR Captain Charisma, Night Slash, June Wilson, Ignacio Corto, and Rumi Red Ribbon. Welcome to the Chenzer Dynasty. Oh, thank you, Maximilian. Appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> and again, suck my nuts, Max. Suck my nuts. And seriously, I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, actually, I'm going to let this... How, how much more do we have here to let through? Man, we've got like another 10 to make it through. So I'll just sit here and uh, sit here uh, for just a little bit. Uh, but thanks, Max. Appreciate that, man. Uh, I did talk about getting guests on my show, and uh, Max, I definitely need to get you on the show one day still. We still need to do that. I can sing to you guys for a while. Uh, what do you guys want me to sing? I can feel it coming over me. I feel it all around me. I've been waiting for my life. All my life is my destiny. But, uh... Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you, Max and everybody. Uh, shout outs to all of you guys who are now uh, members of the Chenzor Dynasty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a lot closer <laughs> to the goal now. Uh, although this thing still hasn't quite updated yet, I wanna see this jump up over here. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Uh, Always look on the bright side of life. 
Always look on the bright side of life. God, I just flipped a crap load of tables right now. And then Rumi Red Ribbon should be the last one. There you go. Again, thank you, um, Maximilian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very much appreciated. And look at this, I got a bunch of other subscriptions while those were going too. It looks like um, uh, Crook Fuji has also subscribed, as well as Pikia has subscribed as well. So uh, yeah, that subscriber count should jump up significantly now. Oh, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Maximilian, to everybody for the support here. What, another one? Praetor51? Thank you, Praetor51. Thank you guys very much. Wow, I guess uh, when I come back from the break, uh, we'll hopefully see an updated number down here. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Maximilian, sir. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And once again, Maximilian, congratulations. Congratulations to you and JJ. Um, really happy for you guys, man. That's that's going to be fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what kind of gamer that you're going to end up raising. Shout out to Space Dive for the subscription as well. Dang, look at Maximilian has just started this crazy subscription train here. Oh, I don't know what to say. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I appreciate that so much. So, so much. Because like I said, this will... This will be a huge help for me, uh, and if we if we can keep this going as well too. So, thank you guys again. Uh, we'll be back with the Chen reaction Q and A, Ask Jay Chenzor section, right after this. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, space dive. Suck my nuts, space dive. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty here at twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am jchenzor, your host. We are at the Q&A section of the stream. It's a very dark here. And uh, this is the Q&A section, so I'm going to answer some questions. Make sure you type at jchenzor or use the highlight message uh, button to make sure I see that. Uh, Shoutouts to Catalyst. He got an anonymous gift sub as well. The first question I'm going to address right here is from Shobu James. He asks me, James, do you have an OnlyFans? I, I can't say on the stream. This is a family-friendly stream. I'm not going to answer that question. So, um, uh, Muddleway asked me if my Patreon scroller working. Uh, is my Patreon scroller working? Uh, it should be. I haven't updated it to the latest latest, so I don't have the most name. I don't have the latest names on there right now. Uh, JGP Pro asks me. Last night, I mentioned that I had issues. Justified. Uh, with the uh, work with the crunch news and I, I said that that kind of made me uh, apprehensive about supporting MK11 and he asks is that why I stopped playing the game it's not why I stopped playing the game it might have affected it a little bit but uh, during the course of that period of time I also became a lot more obsessed with Tekken I started playing Street Fighter 5 again and then I started picking up, like just recently, I started picking up Grand Blue. It's just like, it's 
crazy that um, it's uh, there's just too many fighting games right now. I wish I could play more MK11, but I just haven't uh, recently, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, who who's a Kami cosplayer, Naleb? Who's a Kami cosplayer? Uh, let's see here. Uh, crunch. Uh, let's see here. Siethase or Scythase? Uh, you're going to have to tell me if I'm pronouncing that right <laughs> at all. Uh, asks, considering how important online is, if the next generation of fighters have good netcode, do you think we will see more people at locals or a rise of online-only tournaments? It's an interesting topic there. Shoot, wow, shoutouts to RV1 for all the gift subs here. Oh my god, now I got five more gift subs. This is crazy, dude. Thank you, guys. This is absolutely uh, nuts. Thank you, guys. Wow. Uh, dang, this is crazy. Uh, thanks, Duck Helmet, for a tip into the tip jar on Patreon. But suck my nuts, RV1. Seethasai. Okay, got it. But suck my nuts, RV1, and MD Watchin, and Mr. Skinner, and Zanister, and Svenhaft. And N7 Stunna. Suck my nuts, indeed. Okay. Thank you guys very much. Um, uh, uh, say it's, it's an interesting question. Because if the online's too good, it might actually make people not go to locals. Because you can still enjoy the game so well at home and get your practice. It's kind of a double-edged sword. However, um... It's only a good thing. It's only a good thing to have good net play because the more people that play and the more people that enjoy the online experience, so good net play is one thing. Having a good online one-player experience is the other half of the equation. If we can get both half of the equations together, more people will enjoy playing, more people will learn, and we will end up with more people at locals just by default by increasing the, num the player base that we have. The hardest thing right now is that Online one-player experience playing ranked is miserable, and two, the netcode doesn't make it any more fun, right? So it's just, if we can iron out those things, we will increase our player base, and that by just nature of statistics and numbers will get us a lot more people at locals, etc., etc. Uh, we were talking about the Kami cosplay, and uh, Shobu James says, isn't Tally the most well-known one? Look, she's the most well-known in my heart, okay? And she's also my favorite wrestler in the world. Facts. Sorry, Kenny Omega. Uh, she's my favorite wrestler in the world. So I am the leader of the Kylie Morgan fan club. That is right. She's already deemed me as such. So uh, Tally is amazing. Tally is amazing. Uh, let's see. You don't even know what an OnlyFans is. You're French, says Naleb. Well... You'll have to find out. <laughs> um, let's see. I did talk about the patch, Vanquish Expert. I did for quite some time already. Uh, sorry you missed that. Uh, JJB Pro says, I understand there are too many games, but seeing how the game keeps getting great dev support and the community is making efforts despite it not being at EVO, I wanted to know why since last night. Thank you for answering. Yeah, I mean, again, I have nothing against MK11, and I want nothing but success for it. I want the community to continue pushing for the game. I want the community to show 
that their community is strong and they don't need Evo. I think that's very important and I wish all the success for that. And NRS does wonderful, wonderful things. Hearing from David yesterday that he heard from people at NRS saying that the work conditions have seemed to have improved uh, significantly gives me a lot of hope and really does, you know, make me happy. I, I want nothing but success for the NRS community. The problem is there's just, I just only have a little bit, a limited amount of time in order to do, uh, in order to play all the fighting games that I want. And uh, I'm really enjoying Samurai Shirt, and I'm really enjoying Grand Blue Fantasy Versus right now. And so those have now kind of taken up my time. And tomorrow, tomorrow, Undernight in Birth EXE Late CLR comes out tomorrow, AKA Uniclair comes out. You can upgrade it on, you get all the balance change updates on the PS4 for free, I think. You just need to buy uh, the new colors and the new character. That's all you need to pay for if you already own Unist on the PS4. But on the Switch, obviously it's a brand new game. And if I can get that on the Switch, my sleep schedule is fucked because I am going to be playing that while lying in bed and labbing stuff all day with Nana Say's new dive kick. I'm telling you something, dude. I am just, oh, there's so many freaking fighting games. But, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure the net code for Undernight is not going to be crazy. It's not going to be great. I'm sorry. Not going to be great. Not going to be crazy. What the hell? It's not going to be great. It's going to be delay-based netcode, etc., etc. doesn't matter. I've got training mode now. I've got training mode. I can lab. I can lab just like sitting there testing new setups and stuff like that. I'm super excited for that, dude. I'm so happy for that. Man. Uh, <laughs> the name is so crazy, dude. The name is so crazy on there. And Sam Show comes out in a week on the Switch as well. Uh, I, why doesn't Nana say need a dive kick? I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But geez, oh man. Thank you guys again to all the crazy subs. Thank you to Maximilian. I don't know why this chart is not updating properly because clearly on my page over here, there are a lot more subscribers than are actually listed on this thing down here. Let me try refreshing my stream labels and see if that actually fixes it uh, at this point in time. Uh, I should be at, according to my Twitch page, I should be at 177 subscribers right now. And this thing down here is lying and saying I'm at 166. Should be more than that. Should be real. Should be more than that. So, um, uh, what is the number on the chart? Oh, what do you mean by what is the number on the chart? So, I mean, it would be nice if the new units had a rollback, uh, but it's just not. So, uh, oh, I answered. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, do we know the price for Switch version? Uh, that is a great question. I have no idea. So JGB Pro says there, I understand there are too many games, but seeing how the game keeps getting great dev support. Uh, oh, well, wait, uh, you said that already, JGB Pro, and I answered that already. Uh, Uniclear on Switch is $40? Dang, that's nice. Okay, that's very uh, affordable then. Okay, cool. 
That's one of the hardest things, too, about being playing all these different fighting games, is fighting games plus all these season passes, especially when it is on the Switch, and now I need to buy it on two platforms, is really... Wow, look at this RV1 giving me three more subs. Suck my nuts, RV1. Suck my friggin' nuts. To RV1, to Monsil, to Wagner, Wagner, Uwu, and One Man Foot Clan. Thank you. You hate uneven numbers. That is absolutely fair. Uh, yeah, so we are at 180 right now. Man, that is a lot of nuts. That is definitely a lot of nuts. All right, you know what? I need to fix this chart here. Let me go to Streamlabs and find out why this isn't uh, working here. Uh... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Log in. Uh, but thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys very much for all the all the subscriptions and everything like that. That that definitely helps a lot and it means a lot. And I really really appreciate all of that, man. I really really do appreciate that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna end this goal and I'm gonna write the correct number here. The goal amount is 250. Uh, we're at 180 now and this is uh, sub goals by July. And it's gonna end at 06302020. I forgot the year for half a second. Holy crap, okay, so let's start the goal. So that should refresh it. There you go. We're at 72% at 180 subs. Thank you guys so much. Uh, JJP Pro says, I'm from Costa Rica, and the NRS community has the issue of too much online when compared to offline. You're right about it being a double-edged sword. We are now trying to promote offline through a league. That's awesome. JJP, if you need help with that, just let me know. Tag me on Twitter. I will retweet for you, dude. I will retweet for you. Just tag me or DM me on Twitter being like, hey, here's a link to the tweet, etc., etc., and that would be wonderful. So Sita says, I don't know if you watched the new Sonic movie, but it's apparently doing well. What live action fighting game would you like to watch? Another Street Fighter live action remake? You know what I would like to see? You know what I would like to see? I would like to see them make a new, once they make a new, you know, once they continue with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they finally bring the X-Men in there, when Magneto finally shows up and he goes against Cyclops, I want him to jump in the air and try dash down and go kick, kick, into dash, kick, launch, and then go up and go pa 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 Magnetic Tempest. Like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> In, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, because that would be the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> oh, man, that would be amazing. Oh, man. But, I mean, God, they, they can't do a live-action Street Fighter right. I swear, they tried with The Legend of Chun-Li, and that still didn't work out very well. Hmm. If the FGC were a fighting game, who would the boss character be and what character archetype would you be? It's a good question. I would try to be like some sort of rushdown grappler. I would be Cammy from ST. I would be a rushdown grappler is what I would be. And then uh, the boss would probably be Seth Killian or something like that, right? Seth. It just makes sense. Just works that way. I mean, I was already happy enough in Endgame when Captain America said, 
Carol, we could use a backup. No, we could use an assist. And in the theater, I shouted out, I need backup! But nobody got it. Nobody got it. And yes, I'm, I, I was that guy who was yelling in the theater, I'm sorry. But uh, nobody got that joke, and I was kind of sad. I was kind of sad. Oh, that's right, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist is really good. That's right, they did do a good job with that. So if they could get those characters and actually... Um, if they could get those actors and bring them back, that would actually be really cool. Uh, I am the Kami cosplayer, exactly. Yeah, actually, Assassin's Fist was very, very good. Very good. Um... Uh, they canceled the sequel. Oh, was there supposed to be a sequel and they just they couldn't do it or something? Oh, that's sad. That's unfortunate because I know they also did one like with Nash and everybody when Street Fighter V came out. I didn't get a chance to see that, unfortunately. I haven't about to see that. I mean, I heard the Tekken movie wasn't very good either. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, Robin Show is in both of those. No, 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 no. Actually, it was Kari Tagawa who was in the Tekken movie as Heiachi. And Robin Show was in The Legend of Chun-Li. So, um, <sighs> nice DHT combo in the theater when Iron Man and Captain teamed up against Thanos. <laughs> there was also, uh, I think it was a Corey Bell... Like, there's that one scene where, like, someone gets hit, and they fly all the way back, and someone yelled, snap back! <laughs> I heard the DOA movie wasn't terrible, and the fact that they actually released it on YouTube for free, like, right when the movie came out, was actually probably kind of funny, so... <laughs> Don't taint my memory by watching the follow-up to SF Assassin's Fist and never watch the Tekken movie. Gotcha, JGB. I will keep that in mind, so... Uh, I, yes, I did see the Final Fight fan-made video. Actually, you know what actually is an amazing, uh, live-action Street Fighter film? It's a comedy, but, uh, shout, hey, what's up, Onion Unleashed? Thanks for the follow. One of the best ones was, uh, uh, one of, uh, Magestros' friends did the, uh, the, the true Hollywood story of Balrog, or, 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 of Boxer, Balrog. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but that actually was amazing. It was actually really, really damn funny, dude. It was really, really good. Do a live Sam show movie would be cool, but man, that would be traumatizing because you can't really do uh, a live action Sam show movie without like killing everybody. And so you would basically just have to watch all of your favorite characters get slaughtered constantly by Haomaru. Um, I wanted Captain America to walk up to Thanos during Endgame to explain the DHC glitch. So it's a combo where at the end of the combo, you combo into another combo, but when you knock down, it's not a combo. Do you understand? Fuck no! <laughs> oh man. Street Fighter the Later Years is really good. Street Fighter the Later Years is really good. Uh, that was all done by Pete Holmes. Uh, it would be better to make a movie with no superpowers. The Rurouni Kenshin live action was really good. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, what fighting game has the most consistent story? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I could say maybe KOF, but I'm not sure. Because I know KOF has been pretty consistent with the Orochi series, the the clone series and then the ash series and stuff like that they've advanced the plot it's definitely not street fighter <laughs> oh man but um let's see <laughs> uh fight of animals <laughs> 
man. Guilty Gear and Blaze. Dude, Blaze Blue Story. I, I cannot find that post anymore, which is like my one of my favorite posts about Blaze Blue Story. Where someone, it was on one of those social media sites, I don't remember which one it was, uh, but it was just like there was some post about Blaze Blue and they wrote in the response, someone wrote in the comments of, so what's the plot of Blaze Blue? And then someone comes in and explains, so, you know, Blaze Blue is about this kind of entity and this character's here, but, you know, when they go into the future, they return back as new, but then, you know, this happens and this time rupture's here, so in order to break everybody out of this time loop, this person has to do this and kill this person and all this stuff, and this character's here, he's the bad guy, and he's the one who orchestrated and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And then the original question asker says, so... What's the story to Blaze Blue? <laughs> and it was like, it was so perfect, dude. It was so good. Oh, man. How come we're getting. <laughs> what fighting game franchise would you most like to see get a complete reboot? Fighting game franchise that I would like to see get a complete reboot. Ooh. That's a tricky one. See, I don't know if Rival Schools needs a reboot, but Rival Schools is a game that I would like to see come back. For sure I would like to see Rival Schools come back. Uh, I wanna work on, I wanna work on Rival Schools, to be honest with you. I mean, Tekken, if it got a reboot, it would be about more of a mechanical reboot, right? It would be a gameplay reboot, right? Like Guilty Gear Strive is a gameplay reboot, but not a story reboot. It's continuing the story of where it left off, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, see, I don't know if Virtua Fighter would need a reboot. Um, reboot, so good idea, but poor execution. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, Grinning Oni. But, uh, Eternal Champions, oh god. <laughs> Just so we can have the chicken again, oh god. I mean, Garu can't really be, because Garu is a sequel to Fatal Fury, right? So, uh... But in any case, but in any case, uh, it's about 5.45 right now. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna call the Q&A session here and I am going to stream myself testing out the new patch for Street Fighter V online to see how my experiences are and to see if it has improved. I used to do learn to fight streams where I played uh, Street Fighter V online, but I stopped because the experience was so miserable. If the experience is better, I actually may just try to bring learn to fight back with Street Fighter V where I play and talk about my mindset and try to explain what I'm thinking as I'm playing again because a lot of people really, really enjoyed that series a long time ago. So uh, we'll see more of that, Naleb. I don't use Kami anymore. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. So. Uh, Guys, thank you all again for the support and everything like that. But don't go anywhere. We will be right back if uh, you are watching this on Twitch with some Street Fighter V online. If you are watching this on YouTube, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, try to catch the show live one day. And you too can subscribe so I can tell you to suck my nuts as well. So uh, thanks guys for tuning in. I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.